0: Hi, welcome back to Queer Art Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Kraft. I'm very excited to get to the episode, which is an interview with my very talented friend, Kevin Rios. He is a writer, director, editor, cinematographer, multi-talented guy i think you're gonna very much enjoy our fun little banter if you like this podcast if you have any comments things you want to share with me don't be shy you can email me at queer at at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at queer and art that's q- uh, queer and it's spelled and andy art um y'all get it uh okay i guess that's about it i'm excited for you all to hear it here is kevin rios And Kevin Rios in his living room in a part of California, Los Angeles. Um, we are talking about his films and being a filmmaker, and he is a fantastic gem. I met him through, I don't know, the, the universe kind of plopping me with you, and I was in one of his films. And that you in an audition. I did have an audition. You're right. Yeah. I totally did. Apartment. Yeah. The
1: for us. I remember.
0: Yes. Um... And that was like the beginning of our journey. And uh, since that moment, I kind of have been watching him two years or something. But um, he is an incredible personal filmmaker who really goes after his work. He's maybe the most productive person I've ever met in my life. Um, And I have a lot of respect and I'm lucky to call you a friend. And um, yeah, thanks for doing this with me.
1: Oh my God, I wish someone was recording my (laughs) face right there (laughs) because I was trying so hard not to like break or something. But yeah, thank you. Um, I'm glad to do it. I've never been on a podcast before. I probably won't hear it, but I mean, someone will tell me what I said.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm going to force you to listen to it, but um, (laughs) like I do everyone. Okay. Um, So let's, I'm kind of really excited to talk to you today because uh, we do talk a lot about films and making stuff and being queer, I mean, we go out, we have fun, yeah. but I um, kind of want to get a little deeper today about, like, where you're from. Mm-hmm. I know, but I think it's cool to to learn about, like, your journey, I guess. Journey's, like, a gross word to use, though. No, it's fine. I'm on a journey.
1: <laughs> I'll accept that. Good. <laughs> um, so I'm from Miami. I moved to New York for college. I went to film school there. Um... I didn't really do a lot of filming when I grew up. I did like things in high school, Mm -hmm. but I think college was definitely where I got really into it. And then I think at the end of college, I kind of merged the worlds of like being gay and coming from a Cuban family and film. And I made a movie called Made of Sugar, um, kind of with no money on the fly with a friend of mine from back home, um, Javi um, Perez and um you know we totally just made it up as we went along and like you know little did i know that it like kind of helped me develop my style and what i like in filmmaking but so i finished the film it was you know really personal like my mom's in it my dad's in it everybody's in
0: it and um it did really well for me and it played a lot of places and um Wait, hold on. I want to stop you there. Yeah. We will definitely get to Made of Sugar because I I want to talk about it. Okay, cool. So
1: we're we're talking before filming?
0: I want to know where you're from, what it was like...
1: Oh, growing up.
0: Growing up. I mean, like, let's say the moment you decided that you were an artist or wanted to create things. Um... Did that happen, like, when you were a kid or did that, like...
1: I think, yeah, no. I, I know... I know when I was younger, I wanted to be a zoologist out of nowhere. Um, I was, yeah, I was really into kangaroos. Um, still am in a weird way, but, um,
0: that should be your next tie.
1: Yeah. I think it should be, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I remember the moment, but I do know in my childhood, I did always like say, I wanted to be a director. I wanted to, Film stuff, I remember, like, taking, like, this old tissue box and, like, taking two toilet empty rolls and, like, cutting the holes and making what looked like a camera. Yes. I remember that. But I don't remember if there was, like, a defining little moment. I think if I have to just guess, it'll probably be um, watching Titanic.
0: Oh, my God. I said that in the other interview. <laughs> really? Yes.
1: It's so, I don't know. It was just so big. It was like Argonne with the Wind, you know. That was a cool experience. But I don't know if that was it, but I mean, I definitely still talk about Titanic.
0: I, you know what? It's official. Like, Titanic had a major impact on Everyone. our generation. Like, it's <laughs> insane. His lives. Yeah, honestly, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, so were you like a quiet kid or were you like uh, the kid who was like, look at me? Mm, I think I was a
1: mixture of both. I think I was a very loud look-at-me kid in school, but I think I was very to myself at home, Mm -hmm. which, you know, obviously later I found out why. But I think as I grew up, you know, my parents kind of... I'm was i the youngest of three boys, so, you know, we lived next to a baseball diamond, and I was always doing that, and I was doing whatever sports my older... It was kind of like my older brother had a hobby, and then we all had that hobby. Um, And then I kind of, I think at 11, 12-ish, whatever started to uh, push away from that and kind of like, kind of bury myself within myself. Um, I got my own room for the first time, and then I then became very quiet at home. But I was never very quiet at school. I was always very loud and attention-grabby and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the, the
0: whore that I am today. Yes, I mm-hmm. got it. Love it. <laughs> um, so then when does the... Was it like a struggle for you to identify yourself as gay, or did you... Um, did it take you a little longer, and did that have anything to do with um, being an artist at the time?
1: Um, yeah, I did struggle with accepting it or saying it. I was doing it for a while, like on the radar with the like kind of um, preface of like, it's fine, I'm trying it. but And then, I mean, I was 17 when I came out, which I don't think is that late. I think I mean in the moment it felt really late, Cause I was like in high school, it was like second semester and like, you know, at that point, senior year and the senior year is like, oh, you're old. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the moment I like started to accept it was I, I think other people were coming out around me, um, and you know, just doing it. And then I think this is so embarrassing, but then that movie Milk came out and I remember watching that movie in the theater and I was just like, I, I remember in the theater, I was just like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it also a little before milk I think milk was when I decided to like come out to my friends and stuff mm-hmm. and family but like uh, three months before that I actually went to Obama's 08 inauguration <laughs> in DC which is <laughs> so
0: Wait, that's so cool yeah
1: which is so random but um my some boy on the trip I was like in love with him and like I think the going to that trip and you know, kind of the magic of being there and, you know, seeing that change and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, like, new era. Like, people are going to fucking be able to do whatever the fuck they want. I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. And I remember calling my best friend at the time, and I came out to him on the over the phone in D.C., smoking a cigarette illegally, because no one knew I was smoking a cigarette, <laughs> outside in, like, some weird-ass patio. And that's but, how that goes. And that's how I'm addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> but, no, and then, you know, a few months later, I saw Milk With Friends, and all of them were kind of like, why do you want to watch this movie? But... Yeah, and then I came out, and I think the artist thing kind of came later for for me. I think coming out was like an awakening again. Mm-hmm. It was like take two. Right. I was going to do it my own way. Um, and, and that was like
0: around the time you probably went to college, yeah?
1: Yeah, so I graduated high school, and I stayed in um, Miami for two years um, at community college, kind of did the gay scene in Miami, which is great, and I kind of also fixed my grades. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> that's how you do that. That's how you do that. I should that. have fucking done that. Yeah, I was free. It was free to fix my grades, but um, time. So then I ended up going to New York, and I think that's where I had been gay enough, <laughs> or mm-hmm. gay for enough time that I felt like I recouped lost youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and gay in, like, a proud way. Like, I, when I came out, I came out. Like, it was done. Yeah. Like, decided everyone now met me as a gay person. Mm-hmm. There was no... Um, weirdness after that but then I think New York and film school and the people I met there is where I started feeling artsy. But
0: I know I have to let you live your life. Bueno, te dejo. Cuídate mucho. Llámame.
1: Mom, uh, I just got your message. Sorry it took me so long to answer, but I've been super busy. I guess um, you are too. Uh, I miss you, and I miss the dogs. I hope Petey's not driving you crazy. I'm actually really glad you didn't pick up. Um, I have something to tell you, and I guess it's just easier this way.
0: We just heard a clip from your film Made of Sugar. It does have that beautiful, like, montagey sense of like family album looking. You know, looking. You see it and you go, okay, this is about this filmmaker and it means something and it's important to the filmmaker and it's it's moving in that sense. But as a gay person watching it, I also felt like there's uh, there's more there's kind of like a queer undertone. Was that like uh, something that you created? in response to something from your family about your sexuality, or... I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, I wish I could say I calculated that movie, and I didn't, so...
0: <laughs> That's how it always fucking is. Yeah,
1: I really didn't. Um, so I had... Um, the movie's, like, broken up into three sections, and um, I think at the time that I came up with the idea to film something, it was based solely on me and Javi having a conversation the guy who's in the movie. And... Being, like, there is literally no gay Cuban in a movie that runs a movie. Like, no one knows what we went through. No one knows whatever. And we both had left Miami. We both went to NYU. We both had that kind of distance from our family, trying to live our lives. And, you know, Hispanic people are just so close to their family. Um, But there's also this, like, almost, like, shield of, like, fibbing. You lie a little bit to keep everybody at bay, you know? Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, I'm like out, and I'm like in New York, but like not necessarily. I'm giving calling my mom, being like, "Oh, it's five a.m. and I'm fucked up," you know, <laughs> at a gay bar. But right, anyway, right, 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 right. So it that that's the seed, and then um, I think honestly it was purely I did not intend it for it to be seen, um, the way it ended up being. But I started making it piece by piece, adding other parts, and it was really just therapeutic for me. I think for I wanted to kind of some. Might, like a summation of my life to that point Mm -hmm. Um, with the skills I learned to make movies and also the not skills I made by, you know, doing it myself. But um, I think I, and I love to hear that other people that don't have such a specific Cuban whatever story, you know, relate so hard to it. And I think that's been the best part about it is that I had no idea what I was doing when I was making it, it worked out, but then it wasn't even like playing places. It was like these messages I'd get on Facebook or Instagram. And to this day, I randomly get them to from younger people. And like, I wish I had that. You know, I also didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with like Vimeo on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I did, but like not really at that age, like a fundamental age. Um, but that's where it kind of came from. It was honestly just a, almost like a diary entry that I released.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not, used to, you're telling me it's not calculated, and I totally believe you, but. Um, I, like to, I, I like to think of that being a great sign of like a, a good artist, you know what I mean? Like someone who, I think you use the word therapeutic, like th- it's therapeutic for them to create the things that they create because they need to get it out of their system and they need to like move through it or push it out in some sort of creative or productive, something that, you know, takes energy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I, I love that. Um, so Made of Sugar did super well, um, a bunch of festivals. Um, what did you feel after that? Like, did you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm moving a little farther. I'm, what do I do next? Or did you already like have a bunch of things you wanted to do?
1: Um, I think the success of it or the, whatever you call it, it kind of almost paralyzed me because it did happen immediately after college, which is, what people want but it was so surprising it was like such a left field thing for me at the time that it kind of froze me a little bit um i was kind of going through that post-college what the fuck Mm -hmm. i had moved to la from new york didn't really know anybody here and the movie was doing well and i was you know being flown out to places and people were talking to me and i was having meetings and i just didn't know what the fuck to do next and i was looking for a job but i don't know why um i think it wasn't until i kind of got over Made of Sugar in the fact that so many people figured me out almost in a way watching it, which was weird. So, like, it took me a bit. I I was not, like, a killed it, gonna make another one for a while. Like, I would say a year and a half I didn't, like, even try. Uh Um, Because it did so randomly well in an awkward way, but in a beautiful way because now when I make stuff, you know, the only success that I had was something deep and personal and gay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, it kind of freed up a lot of anxiety I had before it did well. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like there's no limit to like what I could do or say, even if it's personal or not. Um, because something so specifically me did well, you know, Mm -hmm. that makes any sense.
0: Goals. Yeah, totally. Completely. Yeah. (laughs) Goals. Um, Okay, so let's jump to uh, later stuff, Mm -hmm. Kevin's stuff of your films. You were in my next one. Oh,
1: yeah. You were? So then the next one, um, I think it was a year of something, a long time after. And I had, um, Made of Sugar brought me to a program called Sundance Ignite, which um, gave me, like, a year-long mentorship with them. And at the end of that year, I ended up going to Sundance again as, like, an employee. And I, like, filmed The New fellows. And that's where I really got sparked again. And I was like, I got to fucking wake up and do another movie. And I had read an article on The New Yorker about a man who donated all his home movies to some museum in San Francisco, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there were some clips in it. And I was so obsessed with the clips. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. Every fucking home video I see is like a baby and a mom, a dad, a birthday cake, Mm -hmm. and the same bullshit over and over and over again. But you don't see... That I never saw, like, a gay couple. I never saw people on Fire Island. Um, um,
0: it that, was, like, old videos.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, uh, Super 8 gotcha. videos from the 50s and 60s. Um, so I was obsessed with that. So I immediately, like, bought Super 8 camera on eBay. And I started filming my friends and couples. And you were one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually skipping a movie. But that's fine. <laughs> um, th- that I didn't make that one myself. But, um, so I started filming that. Um without a story, again, Mm without a script, kind of going off the made-of-sugar mantra, and um, cut it together, and, you know, it ended up doing well for me, too, and Frankie's in it. It's called Home Movies. Homosexuality is an enigma. The funny thing is, I never really came out to him, but he always really knew. There's a growing concern about homosexuals in society, about their increasing visibility... I actually took him to my senior prom. It remains a subject that people find disturbing. I wasn't even nervous
0: anymore. I love this one, not just because I'm in it, but <laughs> me especially. Um, no, this one, um, there's... Uh, this is another kind of queer. This is definitely a queer one, um, but there's a bunch of um, like hate speeches playing underneath these images that you see. Um, I, another film that you should definitely go and check out. It's only a minute long, right? Right. Um, and uh, it 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 really is affecting. You know, I, I know that there are like uh, some names in the movie, but it 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 I get how people have watched it and um, it's had great success too like, just being what it is. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, kind of, I guess, explaining that. um, So a friend of mine's in it that kind of helped it get seen, Brandon Flynn, Um, and uh, I think what was so crazy about that was that it went from, like, two months being on Vimeo with, like, one view a day or none, and then it went to, like, 75,000, which was crazy, and then I would kind of look and hunt for, like, that Tumblr posting, and that's where it kind of, like, I guess blew up. Um, from my really? research of it, yeah, because it started turning into like little gifts and comments. Is and Tumblr whatever. still a thing? I think so. For people who don't have other things to do, Ugh. young people, yeah. I'm like sounding old. That's yeah. so weird. Okay, yeah. Anyways, keep I, I mean, where do you watch porn? <laughs> <laughs> you don't Wait, go on Tumblr, I,
0: but that's the only thing I use it for.
1: Right. Well, other I think kids um, do a lot of things on it. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> so there was a lot of memes and stuff, and like people like ca- calling it out and like whatever. Um, but I think what was really cool about it, other than obviously the views, was, like, everyone's reaction to it was so beautiful. And I, I really tried, because I'm a negative person, tried really hard to find the, like, one person that was like, faggots. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of them were obsessing because Brandon's in it and Miles Hesler's in it or, I, I, I butchered his last name but whatever and I guess they're in that show together mm. and um, you know like oh my god we shipped them I found out what ship was <laughs> yeah. and um
0: that means a relationship also, right?
1: yeah I think so and I like you wish them to be in a relationship oh okay, yeah yeah um Now that's making me feel old. But anyway, (laughs) I have a sixteen-year-old translator, my sister, who's helping me out through that. But so I was hunting for the negative, like honestly, and I could not find it on
0: Tumblr, on
1: anything. And then it kind of branched out, and like a bunch of um, like news people, not news people, but like you know, like people reposted it and like posted like a little, you know, kind of like almost like a just Jared on fire. Over and over again, but, like, I couldn't find it. And, like, I thought that was really beautiful. That is awesome. What? Like, one for just gays and yeah. whatever and hope for a younger generation. And then also just for, like, you know, the industry in itself, like, kind of puts actors in a weird arena. And um, an up and coming, two up and coming actors being gay in a film. Mm-hmm. Uh wasn't a negative factor like it wasn't like you know bad like people were like obsessing over them but then still falling in love with them like girls and young boys do
0: no i mean that's i mean you you just said it but like it's totally a great aspect of this like that i never really thought about you know um especially i didn't really think about people like writing hate on it and you know but now that you're saying that i'm like that is such a cool message that also goes along with this film that you do have some like famous people in it and it did not attract the hate that you thought it would. But yet the film is kind of like you hear hate, you know, but you're yeah. watching love and it's like, it it shows kind of how far we've come with uh, just trusting our, that audiences are kind of ready for this, you know, yeah, or that younger people are okay with it. And that's the future, right? Right, right, of course. Yeah,
1: I mean, you said that really nicely. But, you know, I think when I was editing it and figuring it out, it was just a bunch of silent Super 8 film. But uh, putting it together, I was like, you know, I want to show what I think it is, what I see in my gay friends and gay couple friends and... The G-rated versions, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the bullshit we get from straight people all the goddamn time on every other show.
0: Okay, that's what I'm friggin' talking about.
1: Yeah, so, you know, so I wanted to put that, but then I also wanted to put, like, from the 1960s to current, so it, it does have a, the, the voiceovers do have, like, a span, so it's, like, this 1960s CBS report about homosexuals, mm. and then it goes all the way up until, um... Milo motherfucking Republican dude saying some heinous thing about Mike Pence. I don't know. (laughs) He's gay too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, he doesn't even get to say that anymore. He's just a fuck up. Bye. um, Bye. And yeah, it was basically like what people ingest of gayness is from the media, but the reality are these home videos, like these personal things that are just like you, you're, you know, at the beach or whatever the fuck in the movie. And like, I think that was the contrast I wanted to show. And I think that showed to younger people and, like, you know, aside from the 90% of the people just saying Brandon was hot, Mm -hmm. you know, there was, like, 10% of people being, like, oh, my God, this is, like, haunting. I feel so bad. Or, like, oh, my God. Like, or, you know, coming out to me again, like, another made of, like, not as big as Made of Sugar was, but, like, in a, you know, the Instagram culture now is happening. So it was just a lot of kids coming out to me (laughs) on um, Instagram. I guess it was probably because they thought I was going to introduce another Brandon, but anyway, Anyway. I'm going to take it, like... (laughs) They
0: were affected. I mean, yeah, I think that's... Do it for the gram. Yeah, Do it for the gram, yeah. Uh, So, do you think that this... I don't know if you could even say this yet, because you're still so young, but I do think it is possible that you could be sort of defining your style as you're making these films. I mean, I... I have been in now a couple of them and it feels like every time I'm watching what you've made, I'm like, oh, Kevin made this. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like feels like a Kevin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do, is that conscious? Are you thinking about that when in, in like when you're creating it? Like what how do you create stuff? So is it like a vision? Is it like what is it? Um,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm conscious of it yet if there is some sort of developing pattern, which mm-hmm. I'm happy that there is, and I'm, I'd love to be told that. Uh-huh. But um, I guess I can see it in like retrospect looking at them when I watch them again. But I think what gets me to make a movie it is just, ugh, I, I don't even know how to word it, but it's just like you know, I, I get fascinated, so I guess I can just do it by real stories that I'm working on. So like you know, made of sugar happened, home movies happened, and th- you saw the inception of that, and the one after that, um, little Bill was uh, a news story that I saw that I was really upsetting, and I think me being so affected by media and films and television shows in my work a lot, you know, um, there you know even in made of sugar, there's like a news anchor talking at some point, there's like different sections, black and white, home movies is a definite effect, like you know, was made because of my just kind of ingestion of media and then little bill was almost like a fuck you to it um in that this kind of horrible true story of um tyler clemente Uh um dying at rutgers because of his roommate kind of recording him and him you know whatever spinning into just i I can't even imagine so i wanted to do the you know quentin tarantino and glorious bastards gay revenge story and i did and um, totally. Yeah, and like so, it came from anger of the story that I read, and like the knowledge I had in films, and like my love for these horror movies and older horror movies, and um, so I meshed the two, and like that's what it was. It was I'm gonna retell the story, but I'm gonna it's gonna be a big fuck you to the homophobes out there, mm-hmm. um, and that one took me a long time to finish, but um, I did, and I'm really happy with it. Little Bill's Peep Show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where that came from. And then the one after that, shit, we almost kind of came up together. You know, it's just moments either in my life or that I read and that'll branch. Mm -hmm. And then the structure or whatever makes it, quote unquote, Kevin, I don't know. It's, you know, it's a lot of um, limits of what I have budget-wise or timing-wise. I always try to make it doable for me because I do have a job and whatever. So, you know, things I can do on the weekend, but I don't know. It's, it's definitely, I definitely have an affinity to queer storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, in the last two, I've, I've done women now at this point, I've like not done women. (laughs) I have (laughs) not done a woman. No, no, no. Like I've made a (laughs) film about a woman, you know, with a friend. So I think it's just honestly flexing the muscle and just telling stories at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all the style choices and the way I do it, I guess, are, just me you know I, I don't know how to dissect that yet I, I guess I am too young for it but um, I just it feel I feel the gut reaction I like something I don't like it I, and I definitely, and I guess this is like a lesson or I guess advice or whatever, mm-hmm. is I do not let things go, mm-hmm. especially in my movie. If the scene's not working, I will reshoot it. I will restructure it. I will get animation. I will fucking destroy it. I will ADR the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. I will sit on it. I will drink a fucking 12-pack staring at this movie over and over again and yell at it like Howard Hughes. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I am committed to making it work, and yeah. I don't abandon things um, in my work. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's kind of where I'm at at this point in process. It's just doing what I like, making it as good as possible, moving on.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really hot hoping, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're, like, a younger person or someone, you know, I think it's really important to recognize some of the things that you just were talking about, which is, like, I mean, I remember, like, the, like, friggin', titanic shift that the that I felt in my life when I heard about that Tyler Clemente um, story. story, you know, like it really made me want to be active and do something. And I think that that's something that people can take away from what you were just talking about. You know, I think it's really, really cool that we can trust ourselves to feel so impacted by something that we feel so strongly about. And I get all teary eyed and happy because It's a queer person doing that. So I think that a lot of the times queer people are silenced in at least um, not in the media, not so much in the media, but more in making stuff and films. And I think that it's important for us to just go out there and do it and keep creating things because look at what you did. You know, like Lil' Bill's Peep Show is such a like a crazy response to that. And it's affecting and um, it's nice to know that it's so inspired. Yeah. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, also on that whole Tyler thing, it was like that was like the period of months where like there was a suicide every like five seconds in the news. I mean, I I don't know if anyone can remember a pre-Trump life. There was other things on the news that. And, I, and I there was that. a bunch of that. And yeah. I think it was, like, so upsetting because I had, like, at that point, what was I, like, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. So I had, I had come at 17, and I was at my birth age and then my gay age. So I'm, like, five in gay world at this point. Yeah. And I remember being so confident about it and, like, so upset that other people aren't allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. Because it was always a story of someone bullying them or somebody doing something or videotaping in the Snapchat era and whatever the fuck. And, like, that's what it was so upsetting. And, like, I think that's the power of... An artist, and like it feels weird to say that about myself, but I might as well. I'm saying it. Yeah. And you know, it's like you can, and you, if you, if, and if you don't feel that passionate about it, try something else, honey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like I get a fire similar to fucking like I would imagine what chlamydia feels like to make something. Like I just need to fucking do it.
0: I completely believe you. <laughs> like I've seen that before. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, the thing is, it's just, it's becoming, like, easier and easier, and there's just so much room at the table now for mm-hmm. everyone to, you know, so, um, it's, I, I'm trying to, you know, work a little harder to, just to create things, because, uh, I am in that queer lane, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm probably gonna cut that out, um, uh, so let's...
1: Now you can't, because now that'd be funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, um... Okay, so, I kind of want to talk about shit. I don't. We, we don't need to go too deep into what it's about or anything. But I I love the. <laughs> I um, wonder
1: what people are thinking right now.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, so, I'll just tell yeah, say
1: it. Yeah, okay. The the shit. D- An oh. opera is the movie that I made starring Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> like, let's just talk about shit. Let's just discuss shit. That's <laughs> yeah. um, no, so what it sounds is what like. the movie is. Yeah, it's um, yes, so yeah. true. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we can talk about it, of course. Um, how do you want to talk about
0: it? Okay, so, um, I, yes, I'm in it. and
1: you are the lead. I'm the lead
0: in it. And I uh, it's a story about me taking okay i'm sorry tmi if this is like gross to you whatever TMI. whatever um in the film i play a person who takes a big shit but this is interesting the way i'm doing talking about this yeah. right now um i take a big shit and <laughs> because i take a big shit i feel like i can take a big dick in my butt right is that what i'm yeah. saying
1: yeah yeah i mean i think it's in, in a fancier way to say that yeah, please, is like can you help me Not the shit part. So, yeah, he does take a big (laughs) shit. And then I think it's, like, inspiring to... I think the fear of bottoming kind of goes away in that moment because, like, you see something so large come out of you, you assume, this character assumes, that something that large could go in. And I feel like um, at the core of this, other than just the fecal discussion that I wanted to bring into it, was just kind of, like, that pressure and, like, you know gay you know you you learn about the other sex so much and then like you suddenly become gay when you're older and then like you only can learn it from like older gay men and like obviously like bottoming becomes like a huge part and there's like two reactions it's like you're terrified or you embrace it and like i was a part of the terrified group for a while and you know not that this is based on the true story but like you know (laughs) i think the shit part was the fun movie aspect of it but i think the giving myself the shot to do it um I don't remember what the fear how I washed away the, the fear. But anyway, it was, you know, and I think no one talks about that. It's always the coming out, the what you know, the coming out and dad yes. and the art and the you know, and which is fine and like people deserve to tell that story in various perspectives. But for me, I feel like I didn't have such a heart coming out, mm-hmm. thank God. Mm-hmm. And so to me I'm more fascinated in filling up the rest of the gaps of yeah. um queer filmmaking and, like, have a library of something else. Right. Um, So you so happen to be gay in this film. Yes. And um, not only gay, gay as fuck. Gay as fuck. Yeah, like, it's kind of hilarious that you think you're at top in this movie if we're going by stereotypical standards. Sure, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, like, I I don't want to give too much away, but basically it's you take a shit and you invite a guy over that you have kind of... Had a sexual blooper with in the past. Yeah. To kind of amend that. Yeah. And try to get fucked.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, this. So like, yeah. <laughs> Gay films, I think, have had a hard time. Well, executing number one, a good sex scene. Have you seen BPM? BPM. Yeah. The Not French film.
1: Documentary show? no.
0: The, to, the oh my god
1: i sound so bad right now you have to cut that out
0: okay <laughs> no but like that movie i just saw this movie bpm and they had it was the best gay sex scene i've ever seen i thought it was a doc no it's a it's a it, it's a movie it's a narrative yeah it's a narrative film
1: it's the aids movement right in paris
0: yes or... you can watch it on itunes you should like watch it after i leave
1: yeah oh my god I, i'm going to totally do that it's
0: so good actually it's a little side note sorry to sidetrack, but I went to go watch Drag Race last week at the Eagle, uh-huh. and um, God, I was. This is getting gayer and gayer I know I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm taking up all your time. Um, but last week I went to go watch Drag Race at the Eagle, and I was with my friend, and um, we watched BPM together, uh-huh. and we. I was ordering a beer, and he taps me on my friend taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, "Oh my God, the lead from BPM is here," oh my God. and. I have ne- I'm have, i not this kind of person, but I I looked back at my friend and I was like, I have to say something. Like, I was so in love with his performance in this movie. And Okay, now
1: I have to watch
0: you it. You have to watch it, but he's in the sex scene. But anyways... Um, <laughs> he's in the sex scene. But when I told him That's I... That's a belittle queerness. No, yeah, no, no. He's in the sex he, scene. But he's part of it. Yeah. Um, which I wanted to ask him about it, but it was, like, not the right time. Yeah. But... Um, he, I was like, I'm so sorry to bother you. Like, I just Is wanted to. No, he's French hot. and very hot. And I was like, um, Oh my god, I love your movie so much. I was like, I'm, I was kept apologizing because I was like pushing his friends over. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Please tell everyone to watch this movie. Like, you're the first person that's done this. Like, no one has seen it here. Yeah. And I was asleep. Yeah. And me too. But I mean, <laughs> I got- but I was like, Oh my god, what? So that's kind of why I'm plugging it here. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, um, who knows?
1: Frankie is gonna change the <laughs> course of that movie.
0: I hope so. I really love it. Um but yeah, so we're talking about bottoming and filming. Yeah, which okay. um, yeah, <laughs> but um which, bottoming
1: and filming. That should have been the name yep, of this show. I mean that's maybe this episode can be called bottoming and filming. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay, okay,
0: great. So, thank you for that. It also sounds like the name of like a film that was made in Thailand and like got translated for America. Which is
1: the only way I want to say
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so I love that in the shit and opera, it is presented, bottoming is presented in the way it is presented, um, in a in a graphic context, but not graphically,
1: you know? Right. Yeah, well, actually, every posting I put online for casting
0: um, got shut down because they thought it was porn. Which I, like, love that, like, know, so much. And when that. it was happening and you were telling me about it, I was like, this is great. Yeah,
1: it was great. No, um... We ended up having to... I had to phone a friend to get the top um, cast, which was like the day before we were filming. Your last lifeline. Literally. And he did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, But it does premiere next month, which is fun and exciting. It got its first festival acceptance in Boston at Wicked Queer.
0: Yeah, This is what I'm excited for you to talk about.
1: Yeah. And I'm excited to go see it. I can't wait to see it in an audience. Or anyone other than me <laughs> yeah
0: I mean hopefully I mean in the future it'll be available for people to see but um it is kind of a scream laugh movie to, at least for me maybe that's bad for me to say but I mean I think it's well, hilarious I, mean, I
1: find that crazy that you enjoy it cause it's like so in your like we're yeah. literally on your face the whole
0: time <laughs> ew I'm such a narcissist but it's okay I admit no, it
1: but I, no I, I do think you I think the way we shot it and wrote it and whatever Um, lends itself that, like, you were kind of an every gay, despite the, like, cheetah robe you wear in it for a minute. Mm -hmm. But, like, other than that, it was, like, we didn't really focus on, like, your, you know, this character's, like, you know, struggle. It's, like, very told too fast, and then we're just in that moment where you try it. And, like, that is just so relatable, and that's, like, half the movie. 50% of the movie is the sex scene. Yeah. And like you did such a great job in it. And Juan did such a great job, Martin. And it was just, I don't know. It's just, uh, even for me, like I wrote that, but yeah. like to watch it is so weird. Cause we've never, I've never seen that. And like, I think the only movie I've ever seen such a like sex. So realistically, even though like we don't show anything in right. our movie. Sorry. Yeah. You will not see Frankie that naked. No, But, um, is strangers by the lake. Another French f- yeah, film. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just know they, what's up they there. Do we just it. gotta go to fucking France. Oh my god! Fuck this LA scene. They do it right there, though. Yeah, yeah. Literally, there's like a character in that movie that gets like introduced with like an ass sitting on his face, yeah. and he like turns over and he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, hi, guy." Yeah. I, I think mean, he's the villain, which I is think the best should... villain opening yes, I've ever. Yeah.
0: You're right. Um, yeah, the movie's hot, um, <laughs> but I. I won't name names. Don't name them. But there is a film that came out last year that's been very much awarded, you know, uh, in terms of nominations and stuff. Oh god. And um, it's called The Shape of Water. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so icon, yeah. Of... Um and I uh, won't talk about like what I felt about the movie, but I was I left the movie just thinking about there was a sex scene in the movie or was there? was there there wasn't there wasn't and um i think that we are ready audiences are ready to um i don't i don't care about really when it, oh, that's a bad thing to say but <laughs> i i don't care about the opinion of straight people when it comes to Seeing gay sex on film because that is, I think, where we need to move towards.
1: I think the sad part is, though, is like if that scene was there, and I mean, like Broken McMahon had that scene, yeah, it wasn't a believable sex scene, but it was a sex scene nonetheless. On the same, you know, we saw it, right? It didn't pan to a fucking tree, yeah, but um, I don't know if I don't know, it's like I think. The sad part is, as consumers of film, and that's why being a filmmaker and telling stories and being proactive is so important, is that a lot of it's based on how much money they're going to make or how much award recognition they're going to make, and I'm pretty sure the director's even come out and just said that, like, making it as explicit as the book is would have not, like, the movie would have not been made, I'm sure he wouldn't have signed Army Hammer, which probably would have been a good thing, but, like, then maybe Timothy... Shamale or whatever you call say his name mm-hmm. um, wouldn't have done it either and he was just like the transcendent right, visceral right, right, yeah. epic part of it which was just, you know, he was the every gay at 17 mm-hmm. in that movie but I don't know, I have my problems with it too, I, I mean, as everyone else does, but yeah, like I think the the, sad, the sadder question is like would it have been as big if that sex scene was there?
0: Um, I don't know about that but I do know it... it I don't. I won't name names, but uh,
1: I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but named actors. Not
0: that I thought like Titanic showed sex either, but the fact that it could that movie had such an impact on us. You know, I like to think that like a movie can have an impact like that. I mean, yeah, but I mean Titanic was like maybe not different. The ba- yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean I want to talk about the comparison of Titanic yeah. in this movie right now, so let's go into it. So
1: I think Titanic <laughs> was. First of all, almost like what eighty years of filmmaking and like straights getting together and yeah. saving each other <laughs> yeah. has been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it was more like a like a love story to tell the tragedy than the tragedy. And oh my god, this love story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It so happened that the audience was just more in love with the love story than whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this movie that we're not naming, though I've named every other detail. It's fine. um, <laughs> It was a story about lust, about sexual awakening, about curiosity. It was uh, directly... That was the plot. The plot wasn't, does Kate want to suck him off? (laughs) It was, Kate wants to get off with him. The boat, not him. You know? (laughs) This movie is literally like, I want to fuck this guy. Yeah. Or my little town friend I've been fucking or trying to fuck for years. Mm -hmm. You know, like... That's the difference so it's like when you take away a sex scene from a movie's plot that yeah. is about sexual awakening that's a problem right
0: yeah no, Rose I'm was actually, a hoe I'm she knew you. it I'm hearing you boo you know yeah no um I love that and now I've just this decided... I want that saved I'll listen to that part <laughs> <laughs> that's like the <coughs> clip for like the preview or whatever yeah um no I, and now it's like official like I need, my podcast is queer and art podcast but it's also like subliminally. Titanic a Titanic, promotion? like, yeah. Well,
1: I'm really proud that I've said the words Titanic a few <laughs> times without quoting it.
0: If you have a drink, like, <laughs> take a couple, sit, like, yeah, sips. Like, six. hopefully, and you're not, like, driving or something. Okay, so, without further ado. The questions. The questions. So, mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like a James Lipton-y, like, inside actually. the actor's studio Oh,
1: I actually thing. saw a taping of that once in college with Amy Adams, and it was super funny. Oh, my God
0: jealous that's like one of my like life goals i mean it's he's really old though does he even do it still i did that like three years ago so maybe yeah i don't know
1: i don't know what channel i never saw the
0: episode it's called james lipton old um yeah ageism yeah Uh. i'm I'm rude i need to really check myself okay so here we go you ready what is your favorite word heinous oh my god that's so your favorite word (laughs) Um, okay, least favorite word? Uh, mussy. <laughs> What's a mussy? A man pussy. Oh, I've, I've heard bussy, but I've never heard mussy. Well, you've been hanging around too many boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so what inspires you most? My family. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite emotion? Anger. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> that's cool. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
1: Uh, Other art, other films, other, you know, music. Mm. uh, You know, art um, informs art. So, you know, and kind of ingesting all that. Mm -hmm.
0: What turns you off? Um, Oh, God. That's a hard one.
1: I'm so easy. Like, one, two, three. But no, there's some, There has to be something. There's something. We'll go. Well, let's go back to that one. Okay.
0: <clears throat> if you could have dinner with any artist, living or dead, who would it be? Wes Craven. Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm so annoying. Everything Isn't I say is cool. cool. <laughs> like, is that Claw? Is that what
1: this podcast is called?
0: And I hate myself. Okay, yeah, so that's, right. that's so funny. Out of everyone, Wes Craven. But I would though. I, yeah. I, I, I hold on, and that's I also answer. know what
1: I hate. Look, we can go back to that one. Yeah. Let's what go. turns me off?
0: Yeah. Control freaks. Oh, home. You know what? Fucking same. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? My movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, like, the beauty of of doing it, you know? It lives there, or it lives somewhere. You've made something. Um, what is your favorite part about being queer? Um...
1: I guess the, like, not structured lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they haven't boxed us in just yet, so you can really take whatever path you want, which I think is exciting. Mm -hmm.
0: And my final question is, what is queer? Um,
1: Queer's... Awesome. Queer's um, now. Queer is always been there. Mm -hmm. Queer is a voice. Queer is a sexuality.
0: Queer is a thought. Queer is everything. Mm -hmm. Everyone's queer in a way. Y'all, Kevin Rios for president 2020. (laughs) Um, Kevin, thank you for sitting with me and chatting with me. Um, I am grateful for finding our friendship and working with you and it's so cool, you know, not to keep talking, but I think it's really important for other artists or people who make things to hang out with each other more, like Mm. sort of like what you're saying and to, to be inspired by each other doing things and not comparing yourself to other people. No. Like Like, using other
1: people's success as, um, reassurance that you can be successful, you know? I I find a lot of people plaguing themselves for not having the best script or best film or best this or whatever and seeing other people their age or not their age succeed. And that should be something you're proud of, um, especially queer on queer artists. But Mm -hmm. anybody like, you know, if someone does well, you should applaud them. And being negative about it is only going to hurt your art. Mm -hmm. So love yourself, be true to yourself and be whoever you want to be. Y'all,
0: enough said. Like, yeah, drop said. that mic. Whatever. <laughs> drop that
1: mic. I want to
0: hear that. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> drop the mic. Um. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Frankie. Grateful for you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that wasn't that fun. Uh, I have a good time with Kevin, and you should go check out Kevin's movies. They're all on his uh, website, kevinriosfilms.com or at Kevin Rios on Instagram. I'm going to plug all this on our Instagram, which you can find at Queer and Art. That's Q-U-E-E-R-A-N-D-A-R-T. That's on Instagram We're in Facebook. You can find us there, I think, on Twitter as well. Um, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, if you dig it, please subscribe. You could also rate, I think there's a STARS system. Comment, let me know what you think. We also have a website, so please reach out if you have any people you'd like to suggest for me to chat with. I would love to, I do Skype interviews as well. Let me know. You can email me at queernart at gmail.com. Q-U-E-E-R-A-N-D-A-R-T at gmail.com. Theme music by Joey Polari. This podcast is brought to you by Sammy Girl Productions. All right, thank you all so much.